It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we'll get to Mitch uh, Tischler in just a moment, but uh, we will give you a sobering update from Kansas City first. Um, the There are now three people detained and under investigation in the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. There's also been a second person confirmed dead, a uh, mom in the, from the suburban Kansas City area. Um, unfortunately, one of the things we were hearing uh, and was kind of floating around has now been confirmed by police that nine of the victims, uh, or excuse me, 11 of the victims are children, nine children with gunshot wounds. Um, just a terrifying day in Kansas City on what should have been an ultimate celebration of joy for their Chiefs winning yet another Super Bowl. So um, that is the latest from Kansas City. Three under arrest, uh, two dead, uh, about somewhere between 10 and 15 injured, 11 of which uh, are children. So that is the latest from Kansas City. No easy transition, no transition really, just a hard, hard, hard left turn uh, to return to talking about the commanders and their coaching staff and to get some great perspective on what is next for Washington now that they have essentially filled out their staff. Uh, let's bring in Mitch Tischler, our good buddy from Monumental Sports, host of the Beltway Football Podcast. Uh, Mitchell, all things considered, especially after the news of the day, how are you? Yeah, uh, I mean, doing well. It's uh, unbelievable that we're dealing this, with this again in this country. And I say unbelievable, but totally believable because nothing ever changes. And, and I don't know. At what point something does change, but it, it's got to. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into that. Well said. Um, so let, we'll just we'll stick to what we do uh, best. At least at least uh, where they pay us for, and that is to talk ball. Um, the Anthony Lynn hire is obviously the splashiest one of the day, um, and especially I don't know how where you were on the Bobby Johnson hire, but now seeing this offensive staff come together with Lynn is kind of the final piece. By the way, uh, Nikki Javala reporting that he gets the running running backs coach title on top of running game. Uh, coordinator, how do you feel about this this offensive staff under Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, I mean, well, I think you have to look across the board, offense and defense, of what Dan Quinn has done, and uh, he's brought in a lot of guys who have a lot of experience, a lot of Super Bowls. You have people from all different realms of the sport, from uh, pre former players to longtime coaches to you know guys who have been coordinators, who have been position coaches. I, I like the diversity of the of the hires that, that he's made. And when you look on the offensive side of the ball, really, to me, the only question, you know, was kind of the Bobby Johnson hire, which is, you know, certainly on paper, uh, doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Um, the one thing that I know about Bobby Johnson is that he's a fiery dude and he's going to match Dan Quinn's intensity on the practice field, you know, a la Eric the enemy, you know, last year, he's a guy who's not going to be quiet on the sidelines and not going to be quiet on the practice field. Now it's all just like with Eric, the enemy, it's good and great to, to yell and be loud and demand excellence. It's a different thing to actually produce results. So uh, certainly I'm interested to talk to Cliff and, and uh, Dan Quinn, hopefully tomorrow about kind of some of the thoughts and reasoning behind that hire, you know, him over other guys that were available, but to make a turn and then go bring in Anthony Lynn as your running back coach slash, you know, running game coordinator to me is just is such a splash and, a home run hire. He's a guy who has a ton of experience uh, across the league in multiple different roles. And obviously most recently, you know, working with the Niners and that run game and, and uh, you know, and that running back in Christian McCaffrey, you can only hope that, you know, he's able to bring some of the success that we saw San Francisco uh, 
add in the run game and, and bring that over to Washington. Obviously, uh, we'll be able to ask Cliff about this tomorrow. Uh, the coordinators meet the press tomorrow at 2.30. We'll carry it live here on the Team 980. But it, for your, like, without getting to ask uh, your perspective, like how does, or what does the fact that he's hired Anthony Lynn, not an air raid guy, Bobby Johnson, not an air raid guy, Brian Johnson, not an air raid guy, tell you about Cliff's willingness to either adapt his offense, bring in different perspectives? Like what is the... What does that variety tell you about where Cliff is at this point in his career? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an important thing, much like we heard from Dan Quinn, uh, you know, uh, I guess last week, two weeks ago, when he spoke about kind of taking a 360 view and self-evaluating, you know, where he went. I think you can see that on a little bit, you know, more of a micro level with Cliff Kingsbury here because, you know, some of his, some of the, uh, some of the constraints of his offenses um, in Arizona were, kind of lack of a of a true running game, you know, running back running game, not necessarily quarterback running game. And the fact that his offense has got a little bit stale as the seasons went on. And, you know, we've seen offenses, you know, Chip Kelly in, in Philadelphia who want to go fast all the time and, and want to, you know, throw the ball all over the field. You know, you can wear out a defense if, if you're not successful doing that. So I like the idea of, you know, of bringing in some folks with some different views. And, and I think Brian Johnson will be – a really interesting piece um, of both the quarterback development and also kind of the, the totality of, um, of, of, the, of the run pass split uh, in a Cliff Kingsbury offense. But the one word that I've gotten so sick of hearing from commanders fans and from folks, you know, as we went through the head coaching process was, was poach. Everyone was concerned about an OC getting poached if you brought in a defensive head coach. Well, now you see an offense that has layers. There are multiple guys on this offense who have been in OC, have called plays, have been in charge of a group. And let's say the best-case scenario happens, which we're all rooting for, and this Cliff Kingsbury offense goes out and is a top-10 offense, and, you know, Cliff gets a job right away, you have layers here. Anthony Lynn can easily step in and be your next offensive coordinator. Brian Johnson might step in and be your next offensive coordinator. So you have guys who have been there and done that before, and you're creating an ecosystem where – Losing one coach isn't going to crush your entire team. Mitch Tischler, Beltway Football Pod, uh, and you guys are known to take a bet or two occasionally on that podcast. Uh, I would actually be curious if if I could get odds on Cliff or Brian Johnson getting a promotion next, and I probably would bet on Johnson. Like I, I think that it would be easier for Brian Johnson to get hired away from here as an OC next year and get poached than it would be for Cliff to to be a head coach unless this offense is like the best offense in the league next year with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. I think kind of one of the nice things about hiring a guy like Cliff Kingsbury is things went so bad at the end in Arizona there that I, I think there might be some hesitancy around the league to hire him as, as a head coach again, at least immediately right away without kind of a little bit of rebuilding of, of reputation there. Uh, you know, Brian Johnson didn't exactly get a fair shake in Philly last year, and he walked into a situation where it was Super Bowl or bust. And I think, you know, we can look at some of the things that are happening with the players in that locker room and recognize that, you know, I don't think it was as tight of a locker room as it may have been in previous years. And Brian Johnson was kind of the, the fall guy there as, as far as the offense went, much like Steve Wilkes is taken right now in, in San Francisco, which is kind of crazy that, that that it's going down the way that it is uh, out there in the Bay Area. But I, I don't mean to, to take a sidetrack there. 
No, I, I the Wilkes thing is nuts to me. I just I the thing I can't get out of my head is Kyle calling that timeout as Mahomes marched down the field again at the end, and it's just like, hey, dude, they're clearly have figured out what you're doing. Can you please do something else? And I would just wonder if that moment couldn't get out of Kyle's head or they talked after the season and there was some kind of disagreement. I don't know. But Wilkes, all Wilkes does is produce wins and get fired. And that just seems very silly. Um, on I'm back, Greenlaw, one of the best linebackers in yeah. football, crazily blows out his ACL, you know, in the middle of the first half. And, you know, they still are able to hold that, that, that Chiefs, that Chiefs uh, offense in check. I, I I think this might have been a uh, a little bit of a maturity check for uh, for Kyle out there, and and I, I don't know that this is the the best move that he's made since he's uh, started taking over uh, uh, football teams. The only thing I can think of that would make sense is if someone else, like I'll throw out this name just for the most splash effect, uh, and also because I don't think of anyone else in particular, but like if Belichick called him and was like, "I'll be your DC," then you go, "Okay, sorry, Steve." Uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take Belichick, or if you know maybe he wants to go hire Brandon Staley or something who was great as a DC for Sean um, in his one year in LA. But like, unless there's something else lined up, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I I think between the amount that we've heard about kind of the relationship between John Lynch and Kyle, and obviously with Adam Peters kind of tying it in locally, I, I think you're looking at. The situation where Kyle is a very good football coach. No one's gonna, you know, say you can't say anything about his X's and O's because the offenses that he produces are very good. But I think you're seeing maybe a guy who's more situated to being a coordinator than being a uh, than being a um, a head coach. And when we look at kind of the hires around the league and you know all the consternation about what happened with you know Ben Johnson and and Detroit or whatever, you can maybe see that. You know that that the difference between being a very good football X's and O's coach and being a leader of men and somebody who can who can uh, lead a team, you know, who can lead a team year after year after year. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. I would say that you know Kyle wasn't overtime in the Super Bowl, and um, I think he's out. I I don't know. I'm on record as saying I think he's the best coach in the league, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have flaws, and those flaws can be flared up from time to time. So, and uh, you know, the personnel management side has certainly been an area that he's had to work on. All right, uh, quickly, Mitch, on the way out here, um, the reason I was specifically excited to have you on and, and talking about this offensive staff is you love your O line play as a former O lineman yourself. How do you see the the kind of the run game, the protection stuff coming together with this staff, and and knowing what Cliff has done in the past? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest; it's, it's kind of hard to talk about how it's coming together because I think there's going to be wholesale changes on that offensive line until we get a better idea of kind of those guys that they're going to bring in. Uh, to me, I think Sam Cosby is the only starter that that really should be should be expected to be back in that starting role, and and if you know you draft the left tackle and you need him to you know, get NFL ready for a little bit. Maybe Charles Leno sticks around as, you know, kind of your gap starting left tackle. But certainly in Cliff Kingsbury offenses in the past, the ball gets out quickly and the offensive line doesn't have to, you know, hold blocks for a while. But then you look at kind of the creativeness of the 49ers run game with Anthony Lynn and you kind of have, you know, you kind of have opposing ideas of how to form an offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two work together and, Cliff is able to implement his passing game while also working with Anthony Lynn on what that running game is going to look like. Because you think about some of the mauling guys that the that the Niners have, 
on that offensive line, and it doesn't exactly gel with the type of passing game that Cliff Kingsbury wants to bring in. So um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out, and I think that uh, once we hit free agency, we'll have a pretty good idea because uh, they should be looking to, to add a, a bunch of help in the first couple of days of the kind of legal tampering period uh, as we get going there. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be pretty fascinating. Uh, we did our first mock draft on Take Command today, and we wound up uh, having a pretty good selection. There was like four offensive linemen that we liked uh, at pick 40, nevertheless pick 36. So it does feel like that's ultimately going to be a direction they're going to be able to address some in the draft. But as you mentioned, free agency first. I think we'll also get a much better uh, look at things then. Uh, Mitch Tischler, Beltway Football Podcast. Make sure that you check uh, he and JP out. Uh, Mitch, thanks so much, as always, for your time here on the radio, and I will talk to you soon, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That is Mitch Tischler. Uh, when we get back here on the Hoffman Show, we will wrap up our broadcast day with real things real people said into real microphones.